It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Hey, Sam. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Swift and Swigs, and hello to our Swiggies, and maybe some new Swifties who have found us. Uh, We are excited. We are listening to episode 58 today of the Swift and Swigs podcast. Um, And Sam. You seem really excited about that number. What's going on? First of all, five plus eight is 13, and it's- Oh, sure. Okay, so that's pretty great, right? But I also want, we're doing this, uh, this episode is airing on February 8th. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, ish. And it, you know, the Super Bowl is in a couple of days. What, what, what's that? What's so special about the Super Bowl? We're, we're a Swifty podcast. Why would we be talking about football? Well, we've been talking about football a lot <laughs> lately. And we are less than 24 hours, um, away from uh, knowing that the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Our Two good, years in a row, those gosh darn Taylor Chiefs. Taylor Swift has made it to the Super Bowl in her first season. Um, and that is incredible. Like, what an incredible feat. <laughs> that was a really first weird season, way to say that. but First yes. season in the league. Yeah, and she made it. Congratulations, Taylor. Good job, Taylor. We're so proud of you. What's interesting is, Sam... The Super Bowl is 58. You're not right. Is that right? I am not kidding. This I, Okay, I, this, this, this was truly, I think, of all of the episodes we've recorded, and sometimes we try to pair an episode with the timing, right? Like, we'll do a right, Christmas song right, during Christmas. Right. We, did, we did Lover around Valentine's Day, et cetera, et cetera. We did August in August. This is probably the most coincidental uh, episode Wildly for that reason. Because, 100. yes, uh, uh, yesterday was the AFC Championship. We know that the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And we are doing a song today with sports references. And it, it wasn't uh, written for Travis Kelsey. but No, not at all. I totally think that it is about Travis Kelsey now. I know yes. that that's not possible. But so that's, oh, it's possible with Taylor Swift. Anything is possible. Yeah, no, no kidding. And and like I think that the, those are all just reasons why this is the best episode we've ever done. It it, it may be we haven't even begun it, and it's maybe. Would you like <laughs> to hear some other like interesting thirteen coincidences that are happening surrounding the Super Bowl? Okay. Yes. I okay. Do. So, um, Taylor Swift's la- uh, last concert. Um, for her first Eras tour of 2024, first weekend Eras tour, whatever, is February 11th. 211, um, 2 plus 11 equals 13. 11. Love that. Okay, right. So then um, let's say, you know, Taylor's in Tokyo 
on on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a lot of speculation is, will she make it to the Super Bowl on Sunday? Yeah. Um, yeah. I it, think it, you've, it, you've done the math, Rachel. You've I did do the this. math. What's interesting, uh, you know, she could hop on a plane and in 13 hours... <laughs> Could be in Las Vegas. Is there I'm a just direct from Tokyo? Well, I was going to ask if there's a direct flight. Is there a it's, direct it's, flight? It's, it's her own flight. It doesn't. She has a couple of private jets, one of which is capable of making that length of a uh, tour. So, so yes, indeed, um, she has a chance. We will just have to wait and see. She's probably going to keep it a secret. Um, I so, think she so that's must exciting. be at the Super Bowl. She, I, yeah. this is her boyfriend's biggest event that she could possibly support and she has the means to get there and time-wise it it could very well work my like before the super bowl we've got the grammys i'm most curious (laughs) if taylor will be attending the grammys i think absolutely she has to because she's nominated what like nine times and if she does win album of the year she will be I think she'll be the first person in history to have that Grammy four times. I'll have wow. to fact check that. Wow. But if she wins wow. album of the year, I think she's the very first person. So she she has to be at the Grammys. But the, the, the tricky thing is, this is like before Tokyo. And the timing is not as conducive for her to be at the Grammys since she needs to be in Tokyo like the very next day, essentially. Yeah, but and be like on and ready and and now she has had a lot of time to rest and so like she's coming on fresh to this first eras tour right That's a good like point. S- first second round first weekend of the second round or third or whatever round we're on 2024 right if you will mm-hmm. so maybe maybe she feels more confident in that um Time will tell. As Swifties are listening to this, they know, which is so funny. But that's yeah. true. We don't know yet. This is uh, February. <laughs> we don't no, know. It's January 29th today, right, uh, and right. and so we don't know. But that's what's fun is yeah. there's so much to find out in the next two weeks. There will be yeah. a lot for us to cover, Rachel, with the Grammys, with Tokyo, with the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! Very exciting stuff to come on our podcast. Um, did you see her at the Super Bowl yesterday and how cute she was? Of course, of course was. I did. Very I, cute I as have always. to say what I loved the most is, okay, it's not normal. She's not living a normal life because she's a pop star married to one of the best football players. Not married. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dating. Excuse me. Sorry. That we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the greatest football st- stars of the league. You know, as the sportsy people say. A football star. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Whatever they are. Like, they do their little football thing. He's okay. a star, for sure. Um, but, but also, she just looked like she was just living something so normal. Like, there's just something so, like, just American and normal about football. And and no being on the, on the, near the stage of the, you know, award ceremony for the AFC championship is not normal. But also it was just like kind of normal. She was just wearing like a cute red sweater, kind of like what I'm wearing. Not coincidence. Okay. That's nice. Um, and, you know, like just like so cash there, like just like chilling and giving him a hug. Like, yay, good job, boyfriend. Like it was just like so like normal and not just this exotic, out of touch, incredible 
goddess that I sometimes think that she is. And I forget that she's just a normal person who can just cheer, cheer her boyfriend on doing the great thing that he just did. She is so normal. So normal. It's so normal. I just love it. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. I love how okay. Taylor being in the box suit suite, box seats in the suite of the stadium is is your concept of normal. I don't know what <laughs> life you're living. That but is, it feels normal. It feels like... I know what you're saying. Like, it's just very American. Like, it's just something that we're just so used to, even if that's not normal. But, like, it kind of is. I mean, she had to go to, like, I don't know. It just felt like a normal thing and not, like, this jet-setting wild thing. I don't know. Yes. Well... I, I'm just... I'm, I'm loving it. I'm just loving... I'm loving it. I'm loving her in the world. It's so fun. I'm always loving Taylor Swift in this world. I think we need to remind ourselves sometimes how fortunate we are that we are living in present day alongside Taylor Swift, you know, because she will be remembered for centuries to come. And, you know, once she is no longer present on this earth and neither are we, those people won't have the joy that is what we get to experience alongside in live time, Taylor Swift being in this world. We will tell them, we will tell our children her name. Aww. Please tell them my name. So yes, uh, Rachel, you're wearing your red sweater. I'm wearing yeah. my black sweater. I've worn this. I, 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 yes. I've worn quite, this quite apropos. shirt a number of times. Whenever we do a reputation song, it's my go-to. Got my black hat on. We are going to get into it shortly. Mm. Um, no. Okay, go ahead. I, I had one more thing I wanted to talk I'm about. I'm sure you do. I'm not surprised. It's not a jab or anything, but go on. Uh, what do we got? Uh, I think <laughs> Sam is saying I'm the reason our podcasts are so long. Okay. Don't put words in my mouth. Okay, we've got the Super Bowl coming up. Our our Swiggies are listening to this podcast on a Friday thinking, okay, I got to plan my Taylor Swift um, themed party on Sunday. What should I serve? Right? I mean, isn't right. that what everyone's thinking? Okay. Absolutely, they are. So I thought it would be fun to pull up some really great food puns based on Taylor Swift lyrics that our our friends and Swiggies could use at their party. Great. How about Cornelia Street Tacos? Yes. Give me them. Death by a thousand tots. (laughs) You you also could do Carme Asada. Karma. I didn't do that right. Karma Asada Tacos. Okay. So we got a lot of tacos and tots. If you love tacos, you could also do Getaway Carne Asada Tacos. Yes. Going to need that <laughs> for sure. Um, how about Don't Call Me Kids Meal? Don't <laughs> Call Me Baby Back Ribs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and if it's a Kansas City game, you're going to need some barbecue, right? Okay. But I want to keep going. Okay. Don't call me kids meal. Don't call me baby back ribs. Look at this pepperoni pizza you made me. <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, actual line? Look at this idiotic forsaken. Cool. No, me- idiotic, idiotic fool, fool that you made me. Yeah. Okay. I don't okay. really understand how the pepperoni pizza is tied into the. Uh, I, it's just fun. It just I like it's how it goes. Okay. This is why we can't have nice wings. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Speaking from our most recent podcast, Jump Then Falafel. Ooh, I love a falafel. 
Love uh-huh, jumps in uh-huh. fall. Okay. Now there's quite a few um, like cheese references. If you wanted to do a, like a cheese plate, like um, don't know other, don't want no other shade of blue cheese. Um, <laughs> the last great American cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not good. King of my Havarti. <laughs> no, that's my favorite. No. Um, uh, oh wait, there was one with Brie. Oh, I promise that you'll never find another another like like Brie. Oh, wow. Okay. There's, there's like quite, quite a few more, but that, that'll, that'll get you covered. That'll get Uh, you there. I can't wait. And, and here's my plan for the Super Bowl, Rachel. I am going to my friend Stacy's house. Stacy and I have watched the errors to her movie together a bunch of times. She's a Swifty like the rest of us. And so... Mm I'm absolutely going to be doing some Taylor Swift themed food items for this party. What's your plan for the Super Bowl? Yeah, we might. I think we might do that too. Might have some friends over. We always make like a bunch of junk food, so this will be great. I'm going to pair it all with some some songs and mm. and and I I have a little cocktail I might be serving at this this game that just may make an appearance here in a couple minutes. Ooh, alrighty. But uh, before. Before we do that, we need to get into some new shit. Is this time for that? Nope. I've got some announcements, nope. Rachel. <laughs> You've got announcements, yep. too. Okay. We're not there yet. We're um, not there yet. This is an appropriate time for me to just plug where you can support us. We're trying to grow our podcast, and a great way to do that is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to our Spotify channel you can send us emails at swiftandswigspodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for songs we should cover or new shit music that you think we might be into. Be sure to follow us at Swift and Swigs Podcast at on Instagram and TikTok. On that note, Rachel, I have very exciting news to share. Yes, yes. We have Hello. a new review on Apple Podcasts. Yay! It's finally happened. We we already have some reviews. We've given them shout outs before. Uh, but, it, you know, we, we always ask for you guys to leave us a review. We have a new one. And this one is from one Trish Latursky. Hmm. Hmm, that Unique sounds familiar. Name. I'm trying not to bring nepotism into this too much. But hi, Aunt Trish. <laughs> Thank you for leaving this glowing review. It's actually stunning. And so I'm going to read it for you here. Trish says, this is in quotation marks. <clears throat> Every word matters to us, and we know that every word matters to Taylor. End quote. This is a quote from Rachel, one half of the sibling duo of Swift and Swigs with Sibs podcast. Words matter to Rachel and Sam, the Sibs. If words matter to you, whether you're a Swifty or a Swifty curious, give this podcast a listen. Rachel and Sam break down every lyric of the featured Taylor Swift song, and along with a curated cocktail, parentheses, these sibs are serious about their swigs. And the musical mixology, they recreate the stories that Taylor's songs tell. Check out their playlist of songs covered so far, 50 plus, on Spotify to choose an episode or just start from the beginning. Clink, clink. Oh my goodness. What okay, that review deserves an award. But I, like, nailed it. Nailed all our great things. And, oh, I'm so glad that our Swifties and our Swiggies can 
can get that from the things that matter to us. Yes. Thank you for leaving that beautiful review, Trish. And we would love to hear more of them, guys. Keep them coming. Feed our egos. And um, every word matters. And you're welcome to leave us just a few words. That was a lovely worded po- uh, review, but it doesn't have to be that long. If you just want to give us a few words of your favorites, we'd love to hear it. Positive words only, guys. Good uh, vibes yeah. only. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, one other quick announcement to make, Rachel. We have a new country alert. Do-do! Do-do! I don't I don't know if that was the This sound. time, we have a new listener from the country of Puerto Rico. Country? Territory? Oh. State? What is... I know it's a country, but like, how do we classify it's a country. it? country. Anyways. Hola y bienvenidos a nuestro podcast. Nos alegramos que estén aquí escuchando con nosotros. Gracias. Oh, that was so great. Maybe we should have you like translate all of our episodes you know, transcribe them into spanish for every single one uh-huh. could i do both of uh-huh. our voices uh, yeah yeah like throughout the entire thing <laughs> taylor <laughs> swift y travis kelsey <laughs> van al super bowl y si yo voy a una fiesta de super bowl y, co- y, y voy a comer comida con un tema de taylor swift sorry i don't know why that's your voice i just gave you wait no that's your voice you just gave oh, yourself oh please you know that was you <laughs> And on that note, Rachel, <laughs> I finally am ready to transition into some new shit if you'll come along here with me. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. I'm ready for it. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, so my new shit is the song Ready For It. Um, <laughs> I, I wish. Um, no, my new shit is, of course, I'm still on this Grammy nominee train. One of the album of the years. I still have two more to listen to. Uh, this week, I've chosen Janelle Monet and her album, The Age of Pleasure. And I've always liked Janelle Monet. I've never really like dug deep into her discography too much. Uh, but this one, I definitely listened uh, front to back. It's pretty short. It's only like 30 some minutes long. It's very dancey. I, I heard it described as Afro dance. Is that how they described oh, it? Um, it sort fun. of reminds me of Beyonce's Renaissance because every song flows into the next one seamlessly. There's no like track break in between each one. So you could just hit play and just dance constantly. Uh, the song I'm going to feature right now for my new shit is track number two, which is called Champagne Shit. Oh. Check it all up. Who you look hip, hip, hip. It is just a fun song. It's a great party song, great anthem. And I'm hoping for the best for Janelle Monet at the, the Grammy. She's already a decorated Grammy Award winner, uh, but I think they deserve the best. So that's my new ship. Love it. All right. You know how I like to go back into my old shit to make Mm, my old shit new shit. Okay. So um, I don't even remember what like prompted this, but I got a craving to listen to Alicia Keys this past week. Mm. Um, And I fell down a rabbit hole of remembering my first experience learning about like learning about Alicia Keys um 
particularly the album that I was most obsessed with was Diary of Alicia Keys. And as it turns out, the Diary of Alicia Keys just celebrated 20 years in December. Oh, man. I already that old. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, it She re-released it um, with vault tracks. And the entire album was written. It was her sophomore album, which is always kind of like a big deal for artists. Yes. It can go either way. I, I knew you'd probably say, oh, what's, what's, give me a song. Well, I have a lot of favorites on the original album, but I figured I'd give you a favorite of some of the new vault tracks. So I think my favorite on the vault track is Streets of New York. Um, I just, I love, it's, it's got more of like a, like a rock sound to it. I just really enjoy it. I love the idea of the streets of New York, similar to anytime Taylor Swift sings about New York City. Like I just love a love story to a city. So. Mm. Hey yo, black is time. Don't have no reason cause believe it's hard to find in the streets of New York. New York State of Mind. The New York State Go back and make old shit new again, cause that's what I like to do. I like to do it too. Well, Rachel, shall we dig into these swigs of ours? I think we should. But first of all, let me introduce the Swift of the Week. Mm -hmm. I chose it this week uh, randomly when I realized what day we were were releasing this episode because Taylor Swift has one of the the most football-related song that Taylor Swift has in her discography is on one of our favorite albums mm-hmm. reputation and she just so happens to sing about her reputation on this track big time that we call end game i want to be an end game i want to be your first string i want to be your a team i want to be your end game end game big reputation she sang this song live to an explosively excited audience uh, in what would will forever be the Eras tour that Travis Kelsey came to when he, performance when they were dating, mm-hmm. and that was very telling. So it felt like a perfect song to choose when when I was hopeful that mm-hmm. the Chiefs might make it into the Super Bowl. And what do you know? They Look who's it. in the Super Bowl. So they did it, but I'm going to give us a little credit for it because I think we nudged karma right over there. We manifested. Zone, into that sure. end zone for mm. you. Okay, so Endgame is our song. I can't wait to get into it with you, Sam. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to know what cocktails you thought to prepare Cocktails? We're making more than one? <laughs> no, no, just you can just make one. All right, Rachel. So here's my cocktail. In the song, Endgame is referencing, you know, we'll talk about this in the spirit, like the, you know, the end all as a person. Well, I thought about the end of a day and what do you want to drink as a nightcap? And that is my end game. So I made a nightcap cocktail that is one of my absolute favorites. And I rarely treat myself to this this cocktail. 
but it's perfect after dinner. It's a perfect way to just chill out before you go to bed. And that is a lovely Brandy Alexander. Ooh. I put my own flair on this. Brandy Alexander uses cognac, creme de cacao, and cream with a little nutmeg on top. Uh, I don't have cognac, but I do have the Cinching Lady Distillery's famous grape brandy, which is like a cognac. And then instead of creme de cacao, I used, and I talked about this in the Snow on the Beach episode. Nope. Uh, this is me trying episode, last week's episode. I've got these little like liqueurs from the Catalan region of Spain. So I used one of those for that. It's called um, hmm, Crema de Catalana, I think. And it's not too sure what goes into it. Got some herbs and spices in there, but one of them is cacao. So it is similar to cream de cacao. It's like a cream-based sweet liqueur. So that's going in there. And then instead of regular heavy cream, I used a coconut almond milk cream. And I guess the reason for that is because that's what was in my fridge. But <laughs> I was say, sounds like a Rachel choice. <laughs> totally Rachel choice. But also but it does like, sound good. I don't want heavy cream before I go to bed either. So oh, yeah. So this is a non-dairy version a of that. Yeah. Um yeah. I dusted a little nutmeg on top. Now I swear I don't love the drama. It loves me. Uh, for the presentation of this cocktail, it would really benefit from a little drama. So if you can get some flames, you could like light some cinnamon on fire and spark up cinnamon. I, w- I went to the store this morning to look for sparklers because I thought that'd be kind of fun and dramatic. I couldn't find any. So, but if you are going to make this cocktail and you want to tie it to the end game, I, I recommend adding some flair, some drama and... I guess I'll just call it the end game. I, I feel like that's a cop out, but it's, it's basi- okay. I didn't call it that. So, so yeah. it's a free. It's but a it's free basically name. what I'm trying to convey here is it's like the end of the day, it's your end game yeah. drink. So like I'll, I'll play around with that. But clink, clink. Okay. Clink, clink, Sam. All right. I, I was, um, I was thinking about how I really wanted the Chiefs to make it to the Super Bowl. And so, yeah, congratulations, Rachel. You did it. Good job. Good job, Rachel. And, Thank you so much. Um, it, and I wanted to think about a cocktail that uh, – well, I went a couple of directions. First of all, I wanted a cocktail that would be great for a Super Bowl. Um, something that is red was my go-to. Totally. And – our girl Taylor has been drinking a lot of red beverages during her football era, as hmm. we're going to call it. I've not noticed that. Uh, she's always seen, she's often seen with like a plastic cup and some red juice in it. There is so much speculation about what it could be. Taylor has a pretty big reputation, if you will, of uh, not being the like most classiest of drinkers, um, like so as her preferred choice. She, she, she loves a good vodka soda. Um, so there's speculation that this is just like a cranberry vodka situation. Absolutely. It could be. Um, but I kind of wanted to lean into that. And I immediately thought of a soda that apparently I can't find around here, but I know that you and I found it in Kansas. It's called big red. Okay. I don't remember that. We had it in Kansas. It's, a, it's it's like a red pop. Okay. 
whether or not you're a Chiefs fan or a 49ers fan or a Taylor Swift fan, red is a great color. Yeah, you red, can win. Red overlaps. All, all, of, all of you will be happy. Yes. Okay, so this is a great cocktail for the Super Bowl for okay. many reasons. Um, and we're calling it the Big Red Utation. <laughs> yes. That's okay. better than any of those food puns you gave me. Uh-huh. I think it is. Love I think that. it is. So uh, there is nothing fancy to this. It is big red pop or any sort of red soda. Okay. We've got, I need it just to tone it down. It's so sweet. Okay. It's so, <laughs> so sweet. Um, it needed a little bit of like some bitter pop to it. So I squeezed some grapefruit juice in it, which mm. is a big red ruby red True. grapefruit yes, so we got yes. some big red leaning into that as well and i think if you were hosting a party that you could pre-mix the big red and the grapefruit juice have it in a pitcher and then leave out some fun added added stuff if, yeah. if you wanted mm-hmm. to if you had some kids and they're just drinking their pop and their grapefruit juice that's great or anybody who wants to just keep going with an na a, a, a sober driver or just a sober person you got a great little fun red pop of soda. You want to do vodka in it like Taylor Swift? You throw some vodka in it. You want some tequila? You're your gin girl? Oh, whatever you like. You throw it in and you've got your big red mutation. <laughs> and by the end of the night, you know, it'll be the truth from your red lips, right? Because True. Uh, your lips will be red. <laughs> so That's great. That's what, uh, that's what I'm bringing. Bring, bringing that. To the big game with my big reputation. Big reputation. It sounds yeah. so weird when you say it like that, but I love mm-hmm. it. Clink, clink. But it's catchy. Mm. Yeah. Clink, clink. Cheers to that. Cheers. So this is the time where we get to get into this song. We get to break it down, talking about the spirit of Endgame. We get to talk about the music behind the song and then break down the lyrics, which are quite a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, and, that's a one way to put uh, it. And, and that's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing you're going to have me take the lead with some spirits since I was the yeah, you, chooser you of the song. You chose the song, Rachel. What's what's the spirit of Endgame? So in, in brief... I feel like this is yet another song um, that really follows along the theme of the Reputation album of there's Taylor wants to get with a guy or I'm sorry, the narrator wants to get with a guy, but she's a little bit worried about her reputation mm-hmm. because there is a reputation that precedes, precedes her. her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And she's a little worried about that. And in this particular song, she decides to bring along a couple of fellas to help to help kind of like steward her into you know what you do when you have a big reputation that precedes you mm-hmm. and how that might affect your like what you, how you think about the relationship and how you might even like go into the relationship if you will so um i think that's that that part is really interesting. When this song came out, I think um, everyone was a little surprised by the collab. So we've got, I haven't even brought it up yet. Sure. So we've got uh, collaborators are f- the rapper Future mm-hmm. and um, Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
two very random combos. Now, Ed Sheeran is a buddy of Taylor Swift's. We know this. Yeah. And he is he's collaborated with her before. Uh-huh. That is not anything new. Um, I think like I heard that when it um like the album was leaked and people were like it listed Future and Ed Sheeran as a collaborator and people are like, oh well obviously this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> they and thought then, it was a joke. <laughs> right, right. Like just assume because you never know, like if the leaks are t- real or not, and people are like, yeah, well, obviously that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, so it's it's unexpected. It's not the first time Taylor has collaborated with a rapper. We of course have Bad Blood featuring Kendrick Lamar. She worked with Bob as well. Uh, Future was definitely an interesting choice, and it it, it does work, you know. And uh, I think that she was trying to tap into a bit of a different audience. Reputation as a whole has this sort of like hip hop sort of theme to it in terms of its production and its music. So it, it makes sense that she wanted to work with a, with a rapper. And I, 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 I'm un- just understanding it to be sort of like a, a business choice that she chose future to maybe bring a different type of audience into her work or to just lean into this hip hop sounds that we get with a lot of the reputation songs. So it, it's very interesting. Each featured artist wrote their own verse. And so breaking this down is going to be something different than we've not quite done before because we'll be touching upon lyrics that weren't written by Taylor and the right. the perspective is from that featured artist. It's like about their own take on this end game concept. I've heard a lot of talk on the internet from Swifties who claim they skip this song. They don't like this song. They don't like the features. They, and, and I, I, Love this song so very same. much. It's same, same, same. But I, I, I don't, I don't view it in like a, a deep sense. I love it so much because it is catchy. It is fun. Yeah. It's got a yes. good beat to it. It's got a good track, uh, and it's it's such a great track too. We've talked about the order of tracks that she puts her albums, and it's a really fun way to like following ready for it, which is so hype. This is like, we are still going in. And now track three is I did something bad and it kind of pulls you back a little bit, but Endgame is a perfect track too because you're still like going with the flow. So all that to say, I love I love the sound of the song. Um, the music video is, I think, my favorite music video that she's ever done because it's so fun. It's visually so fun. stimulating from beginning to end. If you've not seen it, pause the pod, go watch it right now. It's a short song, um, and uh, so it's not going to take much time. But the the concept of this video is each featured artist is Taylor with them in a different city in the world. We've got Miami, Tokyo, and London. Another reason, Rachel, why this song is relevant for this week is because she's going to Tokyo. Totally. Yes. Um, and so I, I forget the order. I think it's she's with Future on a yacht outside of Miami. Then she's with Ed in London. Or sorry, I think it's Tokyo with Ed. And then she's by herself in London, which is kind of relevant. Oh, no. They're, they're there too. 
or yeah see that i can't quite get it, it, it straight it, but it, it like skips all around but yes it 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 is such it is such a fun out. I, I actually specifically was watching it because I'm planning a future trip to a hopeful trip to London someday. And so mm-hmm. it was there is like sites of like all these places that they went to in the music video, like and, a kebab shop and yeah. like this back alley and also, Millennium Bridge. Can I just humble brag really quickly? I'm going to Tokyo yeah, in a couple of weeks. Yes. So yes, I'm getting, I'm getting, that's why this is even more perfect. It's so perfect. But it, yeah, it's just, it's so fun. And I think the energy of the song itself is so high. And this music video perfectly matches that energy with lights. The interesting thing is uh, every scene is at nighttime. So it's, dark which is so reputation but the bright lights and the dance of it all also she is drinking in this music video there is a cocktail or a beer in her hand at all times but it is like a party vibe and i love a party vibe and i love a cocktail in my hand so that that it's just such a fun music video for all of those reasons it's all over the place it's chaotic but um, it's I, I consider it to be my favorite one of, of all of them. That's that's tough. Maybe one day we should like rank our favorite music videos. I know. I, I was sitting here trying to think like what my favorites would be. I might have to think about that more. So I like it. I am not a hater. And I, you know what? <laughs> just get on this side of the end game. Line. Totally. Get so on sorry. our side of the scrimmage oh. line, people. Uh, That's what I, I thank you. I was trying to come up with some uh, some sort of sportsy puns, but it was you're welcome. Low on that. You're welcome. Um, okay, with we let's let's. I mean, we've already sort of talked about the musical mixology of it. Let's delve a little bit yeah. deeper into the music yes. behind this song. Drink every time I praise my Lord and Savior, <clears throat> Max Martin and mm-hmm. Shellback. I mean, it's mm-hmm. no wonder I love this song. It was produced and co-written by the Swedish Dream Team. And it's just a, a, a great production with these drums and the synths. And like I, Billboard categorizes this song as pop rap. This song was... Um, like reviewed as in, in a way praised for how Taylor was experimental with this like mm-hmm. hip hop sound and reputation is so sonically different from any other album she had done prior to that and post because there's a lot of hip hop influence. And so this song I think is a really great way to represent the album in terms of its sonic experimentation because of that hip-hop and that trap influence now max martin and shellback were the ones that laid the track down so i i'm assuming taylor was present for all of that but you know i think credit should go to them as well for leaning into that sound that they were trying to experiment with big reputation big reputation oh you and me would be a big conversation I think what I love about the music is similar to what I loved about it in and ready for it, which is that really strong verse uh, that then leads into a soft chorus. Mm, yeah. And I really feel like that's representative. And I talked about this and ready for it of like 
no, I'm going to like, I'm, we're, we're going to put on a strong front. Like, I know I got this reputation. Like, it's going to be fine. We're going to do this. But then the reality of how she was feeling inside, which was like, I'm nervous and I really don't want to screw this up. And I really like you. And I really want this to keep going. I don't want to touch you. I don't want to be just another ex love. You don't want to see. I don't want to miss you. She was able to give herself a strong verse and show like, I have both of these sides which is what I feel about women in general is that we sometimes forget that the soft side of women isn't, isn't a weakness, yeah. that it's actually oh, absolutely. Can be a strength, right? And, and you can have both and you can give both. And, and I, I, like, I like that she was not afraid to show it. She didn't show it as a weakness. She just showed it as truth from her red lips, if you will. There is, to me, no signs of weakness from Taylor. I love the structure of the song, how it starts with the chorus, then we get future, then the chorus, then we get Ed, then the chorus, and it ends with Taylor. And that is the most badass thing that she did for this is like that it ends with her. She saved the best. She saved, she is the end game her verse is the end game of this song. And just the way she starts that verse, I hit you like bang, is the strongest thing that she could have possibly done for this song. Like that one, I hit you like bang. Transition maybe to lyrics? Transition time. <laughs> but we're not at that. We're not gonna talk about her verse first. We're not, we're not gonna talk to the we're not gonna take it to the end game no, of the end game. No. We're gonna start with the beginning of endgame, which is interesting that before uh, like the last words we heard on the track one of are we ready for it was baby let the games begin begin. and now we're at end game where it's uh, the, the 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 first line of the second track is i want to be your end game i want to be your end game wouldn't it be amazing if this was actually the closing track of Reputation? I know. I, I What a mic drop I, would that be? Now, you know, New Year's Day works for the closer of the album, but what yes. if Endgame was the end of the album? That would That could be pretty that's that would be amazing. Yeah, amazing. I I I do think you're right as leading it into the first half of this album, if we're going to look at A side and B side, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. is a lot about her struggle with this reputation, mm-hmm. and and I think this is why a lot of people skipped so much of the first like songs and just went straight to Getaway Car, is like a lot of people will say wow, when they first how heard it. Dare you skip? I anything. know <laughs> anything, but I think I think it was a bit strong because it was very different from any of the last eras that we received from her. And so, and they're not necessarily about, if you don't look at it right away, it doesn't seem like it's about a love song, but this is a love song. It's this, this is one of the beginning love, love songs. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I, we're still talking about <laughs> spirit, but let's get into the lyrics. Okay, why don't this, we just like, like read? Three minute song uh, could, I know. could spark such conversation. It, uh, we did. We knew, yeah, and we the Spiggy's knew too. We okay. um, before we, <laughs> still not ready to get there yet, but before, um, before no, okay. we like break down lyric by lyric the song, <laughs> yeah. I just want to point out that 
Because each featured artist sings their own verse alone, solo, uh, I think my understanding is that like Future is singing from his perspective about his own story. He's singing about his own personal endgame. Ed literally uses r- lyrics to reference his own personal endgame with, with his person. And then Taylor has her own as well. Um, and there, it's like hearing three different stories in one that all have a common theme. That theme being yes. they all have a reputation. The reputation precedes them, but they want... Or doesn't, depending on who yeah. you are. Yeah, so let's thought that, yeah, exactly. The song starts with, I want to be your end... This is the chorus, but she sings it like kind of stripped back when it starts. I want to be your end game. I want to be your first string. I want to be your A-team. I want to be your end game, your end game, which is the chorus. And that's how the song starts. Um, She's like, okay, I want to date a football guy someday. So I need to throw in some like sportsy <laughs> she was things. manifesting it. Because this is going to go really well for the sportsy people. Now, this is pretty easy um, to break down, but let's just kind of touch upon yeah. it. Uh, w- what is end game, Rachel? Well, I, I, I it, uh, it does... I, is this a pop quiz? <laughs> no. I mean, I feel, no. I feel like what does it mean like, to you? What does it mean to, as a concept? To me, Endgame is like I'm done. I'm like this is the final guy. Right. Like this is like I want this is a final relationship. Yes. Um. I also think of like game over. Like like I'm thinking of like a video game, mm-hmm. like yeah. end game kind of situation. Mm-hmm. First string is definitely like the best of the best players on your team. Yes, they're called the first string. Um, mm-hmm. Same with A-team. Uh, this reminds me of middle school when I played basketball. Yes, Rachel, I did have a basketball era. I was on the B-team. I never made the A-team because if you saw me play, you would understand. Um, I was the worst basketball player in the history. But Apparently, A-team also can refer to like drugs, like the like really strong drugs that you get addicted to, like the good stuff. <laughs> the good stuff. Um, I thought I read it was like a British thing to say. Maybe it is, but the whole concept of this chorus is it's about sports references and each reference. We're going sportsy, Rachel, not druggy. Not druggy. Okay? Sorry, you're you're Just in your druggy era right now. <laughs> get back on your sports. Back era. back in my sports. Um. Right so, back. but the like everything she's saying, end game, first string, and eight team are all the yeah. top. Things you could be in sports. We got it. We got our sportsiness going on. Yes. Okay. Big reputation. Big reputation. Oh, you and me. We got a big reputation. Uh, are you, do you want to just like do this? I, I do the dance. She does that dance. It's so fun. Yeah, maybe I'll, you can't see us right now, but we are doing we're the dance, dance that Taylor does on stage whenever she performs, or in, and in the music video. Yeah, she and does. It works best if you have long hair. It I think, really does. You I just do gotta you like lean to one side with your booty up on the other side, and you just kind of like hang out over there for a little bit, and then you go to the uh, other side. And you heard about me. Ooh. I got How can you not me. love this? Like, that is so fun to sing. Who doesn't so want fun. to sing that? So fun. It's, like, iconic because reputation. This is, like, a huge part of the theme of this entire album. It's literally the title of the album is Reputation. When do you think she named the album? Hmm. Yeah, 
when i don't know i think i think i mean there's whole concepts that karma was the next album but she scrapped that when she got canceled and then she was just like sitting in in her own reputation and like stewing that over that word that that word must have just been like playing around in her mind a lot i think it was there i think the word was there and this album was built around Around that word Um, did you know she literally sings it that she sings the word reputation 13 times in 13 this song. times. Thank you for bringing that up. I I, I forgot to, to even mm-hmm, mention mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the line, we be a big conversation. It's like, that's just like a great way of saying like a rumor. Yes. She's way more with Travis Kelsey, a big conversation than she ever was with Joe. Now, I think that was intentional. She didn't want to be a conversation with Joe. She They were subdued intentionally. But now she's bejeweled. She's with Travis Kelsey. It is the biggest conversation in <laughs> really pop culture is. right now. It really is. It really is. And it's like, that's why I think this song was like perfectly meant. It was perfectly meant for her to end up with someone like Travis yes. Kelsey because of that reason. Yes. 100%. So yeah, that's that's the intro. She sings the chorus and the post-chorus before we get the first verse, which is future. <laughs> How do we do this? Oh do we God. like really analyze it since it's not Taylor's um, lyrics? Yeah. I mean, I only have like a few thoughts. God, I just want to like. Should we just read it? Because it's fun. I think, I think, are you going to read it like Sam reads things? Or are you going to read it like a rapper? Oh, I'm definitely going to rap this. <laughs> okay. You can do, you're, you can do uh, this one. Go for it. Okay. <clears throat> oh, also, I just like that, like in any rap song, before the rapper really starts spitting, they always have a little bit of a, yeah. Or like a yo yo yo, and that's exactly what Future does when she's singing that pre-chorus thing. You so dope, don't overdose. I'm so stoked. I needed a toast. We do the most. I'm the ghost, like whipping a boat, boat, boat. I got a reputation, girl, that don't precede me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm one call away whenever you need me. Yeah. <laughs> how it is but i want a g5 yeah come to the a side yeah i got a bad boy persona that's what they like 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 you love it i love it too because you my type you hold me down and i'll protect you with my life you hold me down and i'll protect you with my life yeah yeah that was pretty good yeah that was pretty good pretty good right pretty, pretty good pretty, yeah pretty good yeah. the one thing is that each artist okay so Future Ed and Taylor say something along the lines of, I got a reputation that precedes me. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like this is such a humble brag for 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 Future to say, I got a reputation, girl, that don't precede me. Which doesn't fit in with like the theme. Okay, so He's how saying his reputation isn't bad, essentially. No. No, that's not how I understood it. I think what he's saying okay. is my reputation is actually not true. Like I actually like I have a reputation or something that matters to me of caring for a, a, a girl and for like always being there when she calls and protecting her. And that's not the reputation reputation that precedes me. Oh. Oh, I have a reputation. Away from what's I have a reputation that people don't know about. Oh, yeah, which is an interesting because, like, if it's if 
people don't know about it, then it's not a reputation. But yeah. he's like, he's claiming a reputation. He's claiming something about himself that people actually oh, don't I know. I get it now. Okay. I thought he was just bragging that, you know, he, his reputation is not like Taylor's. <laughs> that I got be. a reputation. It doesn't precede me. Sucks to be you. I don't, I don't know why I'm here, but. Well, that's all I really want to talk about with Futures Verse. Yeah. Um, we get this pre-chorus and that this is like sonically and maybe lyrically my favorite part of the song. I wanted to mention this in musical mixology, but musically, I love how it almost sounds like a backing vocal when she sings, I don't want to be yes. and you don't want to see, but it's a very crucial part of yes. the story that she's telling. But she sings it in a way that it's like almost like an echo. I don't want to touch you. I don't want to be just another ex love. You don't want to see. It, it gives me the feeling like that's why the feelings of the chorus feel like hesitant and private. Like, like mm-hmm. she's afraid she's she's feeling like I can't like I don't want to touch you I just want to be like she's almost like nervous and ashamed to say it so like, why does she sing I don't want to touch you when the rest of this lyrics is about how she wants to be with him she doesn't want to be an ex-girlfriend she doesn't want to hurt him she wants to be with him all over her why does she sing I don't want to touch you I think it. she means kind of like, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want, well, I don't she want. She already sings that later. Yeah. It's just like, like, that's what she's saying. I don't want to touch you because I, I don't want to be just another ex love. Like, I don't want to go for this because. It, it's sort of giving gorgeous. Like, yes. I, I, you're so gorgeous. I can't say anything to your face. You're so Well, she doesn't want to be an ex-love. She doesn't want to miss him. She doesn't want all of that. She's almost just like, I don't want to touch this because I know that I'm going to fall hard. Mm-hmm. Because that's like, I because I want you to be my end game, but I don't want to mm. do that because I'm nervous about it. Got it. So it's classic Taylor where she's singing about love that she's hesitant about. Yes. Where she wants to go for it, but she's there's there's just like a little bit of hesitation and withdrawal because of all those like, because she's been hurt in the past. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to touch you. I don't want to be just another ex love. You don't want to see. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be an ex girlfriend. I want to be your end game. Like this is not about any. This isn't about having a tryst or or being in lust with somebody. I want. Like it's like soulmate. I want yeah. to be where you end up. Yes. Uh, and and. Like, that's all that matters to me. Anything in between, like, screw all that. I don't want the games. I want the end game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to be drinking on a beach with you all over me. I love that line. She likes a beach. She likes a beach. I think a beach can also be pretty a private thing for her. I think it's pretty easy for her to find a beach that's private. And so drinking that- on a beach with you all over me, like if, if he's going to be all over her, that's definitely a private like scenario. I know what they all say, but I ain't trying to play. She's leaning into that reputation concept. Yes. It's like, yes. I have this reputation. I have a big reputation. I have a big reputation. You and me, we got big reputations. I know what they all say, but I ain't trying to play. And, you know, she's singing about this end game concept. I'm not trying to play the game. I want the 
end. Like I'm not yes. trying to. Yes, I want to get to the end game. End, yeah. end of the game. Yeah. yeah, I want to know who wins the Super Bowl. Basically, that's what I'm saying. What we're saying. That's what we're saying. So now we got Ed. Now we get Ed's first. Do you want to do it? Oh, yeah. It's less pressure than future. I know, and but I, I feel like I don't know really it well. very well. I feel like you know it better than I do. Like, like I think you. Sh- I think you should take it away. Should I do the British Wait, accent? Sam, I have to go pee so badly. Okay, go. I know we've been doing this for a while. Go. Okay, go. All right, so here's Ed's verse. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Got to get the beat down. Knew her when I was young. Reconnected when we were a little bit older. Both sprung. I got issues and chips on both of my shoulders. Reputation precedes me and rumors are knee deep. The truth is it's easier to ignore and believe me. Even when we'd argue, we'd not do it for long. And you understand the good and bad end up in the song. For all your beautiful traits and the way you do it with these. For all my flaws, paranoia, and insecurities. I've made mistakes and made some choices that's hard to deny. After the storm, something was Born on the 4th of July I've passed days without fun This end game is the one With four words on the tip of my tongue I'll never say With four words on the tip of my tongue I'll never say I don't wanna touch you I've got thoughts What Do you got thoughts? <laughs> I this, this this to me is like I know he was really proud of this And I think Taylor was proud of it too Like she was really happy with what he wrote Um, This is the best example of why I think each artist is telling their own story because he's giving actual really personal information about his situation in which he's singing about his current wife, who at the time was, they were dating, maybe they're engaged. I don't know, but he knew her when he was young. They were like schoolmates or something. They reconnected when they were a little bit older. That happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. He sings about on the Fourth of July. Yeah, they they like their first date was Taylor Swift's Fourth of July party. Fourth of July party. Yes, I almost think the way that it's like presented is like Ed saying, "Yeah, like you could be a badass who just like keeps rolling in with the parties, like future and." tries to just like move on or is like whatever I know my reputation and it doesn't matter or you can continue to be who you are and write the music that matters to you and it's going to have good things and it's going to have bad things and everybody knows that and you're going to have your own faults and like everything he was saying I was just like this is something that Taylor Swift would have said like it's no wonder that she really liked yeah. the verse like mm-hmm. when, when he's talking about his, his failures like I made mistakes and some choices that are hard to deny you know like my flaws, paranoia, insecurities, like that's her to a T. And I think it's almost like she found herself, she saw herself in that. And so like, it was like coming back around, like, okay, that's one way of like dealing with it. Now we've got Ed's way of dealing with it. And now I have to think about how am I going to deal with this? The most like confounding part of the song for me is Ed's line with four words on the tip of my tongue, I'll never say. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Will I, you marry me? Why would those be the four words on the tip of a tongue that he'll never say? Because he did ask her to marry him. I think I, I think he doesn't say, I think I'll never say, except they're on the tip of his tongue. Like he wants that. He wants the end game the way that she does. But he's also saying, I don't know if I'll ever say it. 
Then why is he singing about her being his endgame if he's never going to say those words? Because that's what he wants, but he doesn't know if he could say it. They're on the tip of his tongue, but he thinks so. He, it, yeah, I don't know. Right. I see which I see. I see why it's confusing. I mean, the whole yeah. verse is about how, like, you know, she's his end game, and yeah, it doesn't really make sense. It, it's confusing. Uh, yeah, I think it needs to be more like specific, like a "Will you marry me?" And I think he's saying they're on the tip of my tongue. I'll never say, but this is how I'm saying it. I don't know. Like, I want you to be my end game, but I just don't know if I can ever say it. So will you just listen to the song and then, like, get it from that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This, this, and and that's the contrast with how I perceive – I'm not saying that Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Swift, but I get the vibe that he's not afraid to say how he feels. Um, he's not afraid mm-hmm. to, like, shoot his shot mm-hmm. or catch his, catch his shot, if you will, because he's – tight end yeah. but uh so so this is a, a a contrast though that maybe someone like a joe was more hesitant i don't know i don't we're kind of we're kind of like bouncing all around because we don't really it's not he obviously ed's not singing about joe yeah. like but why did taylor like it like you know that's why the song is so different from any other song we've discussed before for these yeah it's reasons. tricky because it's not it's not even like written for her to sing it's written for them to sing yeah so it's their story, right. and that's and we just don't know Ed's story that much. We so, know. Rachel, would you like to get into Taylor's verse with me? Uh, I think we better. Can you can you perform you it, it this time? I think it's I'll your turn. It. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do it. I hate you like bang. We tried to forget it, but we just couldn't. See, I'm not going to get the right cadence. But You're doing I'm great. Do and I bury hatches, but I keep maps of where I put them. Reputation precedes me. They told you I'm crazy. I swear I don't love the drama. It, it loves, loves me. me. I swear I don't love the drama. It loves me and I can't let you go. Your handprints on my soul. It's like your eyes are good. It's like your body's gold. You've been calling my bluff and all my usual tricks. So here's the truth from my red lips. Beautiful. Bravo. Bravo. So here's the truth from my red lips. I want to be your that hits you like bang. I didn't know that it's almost like hidden. Uh, hit you like like it's like buried in this chorus a little bit. Yeah, it is. And that is like such an incredible, like you said, way of just like coming out with a bang. Like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I bury hatchets, but I keep maps of where I put them. I mean, that's probably the the best lyric of the entire song. The whole song. And I bury hatchets, but I keep maps of where I put them. That's so Taylor. It's so Taylor. That's like the Taylor of it all, right there. Is and and we all know that. <laughs> and even now, more so now that we've like seen her re-record things and then like bring back memories yes. of things. Yes. Yes. And like she doesn't let she holds on to the map of those things mm-hmm. and. Yeah, but what's it's and it's just to break that line down. I, I bury hatchets, as in like I I forgive, and she has publicly forgiven. You know, people like Kanye and Katy Perry, and yeah, uh, or or like her exes, kind of. You know, mm-hmm. but I keep maps of where I put them. Is like yeah, but I I I don't forget. You know, I forgive, right. but I I don't forget. The other thing I think we always also should remember is like there I have a feeling some of these lines that Taylor 
But like that kind of line could have been something she wrote down in a notebook was like, I want to throw that into something yeah. someday. Yeah, it does sound like that. It feels like one of those. Mm-hmm. Handprints on my soul. This girl has so many different ways. I need like a list. I probably should have looked it up. Of all the different ways that she talks about the imprint that a person, a lover makes on her. It's like you made your mark on me a golden tattoo in Call It What You Want, which is also in this album. Um, Or you're like a wine stained dress I can't wear anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Or... Um, Handprints in, in wet cement. Yes. Cement from, in, in from slut. slut. And then uh-huh. in Cardigan, she sings Mark Me Like a Blood Stain. Like these really mm-hmm. intense imagery to represent yeah. a lasting impression that somebody made. This is a wonderful impression, uh, a, a example of that. Your handprint on my soul. Like it's not, it's a yeah. very non-physical thing. Your soul isn't physical but a handprint is physical and the way that she juxtaposes those two concepts is beautiful uh you did skip my favorite line Um, oh oh what's your favorite line i swear i don't love the drama it loves me it's i i I, it's my favorite part of the entire song i I feel like i've said that a lot in this episode this is my favorite part of the song but like i don't know it's fine this is definitely my favorite part of the song and she's singing about yeah, I know I have a reputation. That's the whole point of this album. That's that's where that's how I met you. Um, or it's not how I met you, sorry. But like after I met you, then you probably learned about my reputation. Then I went down in flames. Um, and yeah, I swear I don't love the drama. Like I'm not trying to attract it. It loves me. And just the way she delivers those lines and the way the production kind of cuts out in that, I think is like, one of her biggest points that she's trying to make, not only in this song, but in her career, in her story yes. as someone who's trying to save her reputation, she's not trying to bring the drama on. Now, I've I've made fun of this in the past. I've called out this line in, in previous episodes. Yeah. I don't remember which one. If you know, you know. But I, you know, I'm, I'm going to call her bluff on her usual tricks right now. Yes. Because yes. she... She invites not necessarily the drama, but the conversation about the drama to continue with her songwriting. She kind of stirs the pot a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think she does that as catharsis, but she's claiming that drama just finds her and it loves yeah. her and she doesn't love it, but she definitely feeds off of it. So totally. this is a point where I'm going to call her bluff on her usual yeah, tricks. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And then here's the truth from my red lips. It's just such a great, I mean, cheers to that. Cheers to I, that. I got my own red lips after that little bevy. But I love that she brought it back to who she is. Like, this is the truth from my red lips. And she, we know her as the classic red lip, you know, like cherry lips. Like, this is the... That is her reputation. And it's a different kind of reputation. And that's almost like the one that she wants to leave you with. It's like, let's just go with like me who tells the truth from my red lips. Mm-hmm. I saw an interesting discussion about how in the music video, when she sings that line, she's not wearing her classic red lipstick. And the director of the music video joseph khan said that that was intentional because he views that line not being 
from her classic cherry red lips, but her lips from the album Red. Or like her lips from the era of her being heartbroken, which was Red. Her learning about love and heartbreak, which was Red. Her navigating that. Here's the truth from my red arrow lips is sort of how he interpreted that line so makeup didn't huh. you know was was chosen not to to use that cherry red lips when she's saying that line in the music video isn't that an interesting thought interesting yeah i i kind of disagree with that sure yeah i feel like there she continues to learn like i feel like 1989, and maybe it's because I know the vault tracks of 1989, but, like, 1989 was, like, there were a ton more lessons that she had to learn mm-hmm. and about love and heartbreak. And so... Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Joseph, I don't know about you. <laughs> but yeah. I'm feeling 22. <laughs> I think he just likes that era. That he's, he's, he's a red era mm. kind of guy. Uh, I mean, and then we get we get our like final chorus, and the 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 end game is is ended. It's it's ended. The, the final chorus is somewhat important because she repeats it twice, which is different from the rest of the song, where she only sings it once. And you hear Future and Ed doing some backing vocals. So again, the structure of the song is like individual their stories. And then they all kind of come together in union at the end. And it's just a fun, fun way to end the song. Okay, so where do we go from here, Rach? Well, Sam, here's the truth from my red lips. This is the end game for our podcast. Yes. Um, but For the Sam, episode, at least. For, 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 right. And I don't want to miss you like the other girls do. So... I think we need to come back next week for another podcast. Agreed. And I think I think similar to the way that Taylor Swift brought on someone else mm. to share her conversation yes. in, in Endgame, I think we need to bring someone into our conversation. Could not week. agree with you more, Rachel. Now, who should we introduce... Um, to our next week's episode. Yeah, you know, I think we need to do... No one saw Future coming as a collab with Taylor. No I think we need to bring someone onto this conversation that no one suspects. <laughs> <laughs> Including... Someone who yeah. has not even listened to our podcast <laughs> one time, but has made an appearance. Yes. Uh Should I introduce her? Go ahead, Rachel. What have we got going on next week? We're bringing on our sister, Emily. The other Sib. The other Sib. It is definitely going to be Swift and Swigs with Sibs, but it's going to be all three. Yeah, all three of us. And it's going to be great because while Emily has not listened to our podcast, she (laughs) is a Taylor Swift fan and she's real, she's Taylor Swift curious. So it's going to be really fun from her, like, to get the truth from her red lips about how she would break down a song. Mm-hmm. And I let Emily pick the song, and it she, lined up quite well. I mean, she, I'll let you introduce it, but this 
is iconic, Rachel. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's well. I'll just I'll just let Emily kind of give the introduction as to why she chose it because it's a great, yeah. it's a funny story. But um, she chose love story, mm. and that is quite an epic introduction. Talk about epic! I mean, yeah. Like one of the most famous Taylor Swift songs of all time. Of all time. We're bringing this to our swiggies right after Valentine's Day. So yes. we're going to just like be feeling in our love vibes. We're going to be on a post-Chiefs Super Bowl win. Well, maybe. We're well, going to be on okay. a post-Grammys Taylor win, maybe. Yeah. Um, we won't be able to answer any of these questions because we were recording it before the Super Bowl. That's but, true. <laughs> and recording it before the Grammys. Yeah, so it's going to be real off, but doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't wait to find out what Emily has to say. I have no clue where, where she's going to go, I know. but I know. it'll be I so know. good to have all three zips together That's for, right. for that very special guest episode. So tune in next week for Love Story. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Swiggies, we know our reputation precedes us, but other Swifties need to know. So can you help us spread the word? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, letting anybody know who happens to stumble upon uh, our podcast on Apple, what you think about it and why they should listen to it. And be sure to follow us on Swift and Swigs Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Share with all of your friends. Send us an email at switchandswigspodcast at gmail.com letting us know which songs you think we should cover, what your thoughts are on this episode today, and any new shit you think we should be listening to. Follow along on our Substack at swiftandswigspod.substack.com where you can see all of our recipes, all of the links to everything we've mentioned and hinted at in this episode. Last but not least, just have fun and live in this wonderful world that is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, apparently. I, I Go. remember when I was not on the Travis Kelsey train, but like... <laughs> I know, you've come a long way, Sam. I've really grown, haven't I, Rachel? Yeah. Go Taylor Swift's boyfriend's work colleagues. Go Cheers. sports ball. Go sports ball. Clink, clink, everybody. <laughs> clink, clink. Uh, that was a Longest longer episode, episode ever, I think. <laughs>